for every single person who knows what it is to be hungry, but you refuse to die of starvation. This word is for you. All the Gideons. The Lord, listen, heaven is looking for a bunch of Gideons to rise up in 2021 and act not like they're waiting for something in order to do it. The church needs to rise up. If you're a believer, you need to walk like you already have it. We need that holy anointed swag that's not arrogance. It's just you're walking around like no weapon formed against me will ever prosper. You need to walk not like you think, not like you feel, but like you know greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? Walk like you know that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. If you haven't, raise one hand. I'm not asking you, you're going to get it. Oh, I'm going to get it. No, stop it. You already have it. In Christ, you have it. We just read it. If you haven't, raise both hands. It's time to use what God already placed in you. What are you waiting for? One day, cut the one day. You're going to die in the desert of procrastination. In the desert of excuses. In the desert of one day. That day is today. Go with what you already have. Oh, Lord, help us. You have what you need in Jesus to overcome the now and occupy the next. You already have what you need to start moving towards your promise. You, again, one more time, you have the faith that moves mountains, the shout that brings down walls, the prayer that enlarges your territory, the spirit that resurrects, the blood that washes, the anointing that lives in us, the shadow that covers us, the love that expels all fear, the grace that is sufficient, and the name that is above every other name. You already have it. You already have it. You already have it. If you look at Gideon's life, the whole meta-narrative of Gideon In 6 and 7 particularly, you will see the following words emerge. You will see the following threads, principles, traits, features, virtues that that emerge. This sort of outline, a prophetic outline. God places Gideon's life in order by telling him who he is and what he has and what he's going to do next. Your mission is to defeat the Midianites, free your people. You are a mighty warrior, who you are, your identity. You have the strength already. I'm going to tell you what you have. I'm going to tell you who you are. I'm going to tell you what you have. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to do next in life. In that order. And I love that. Gives them that. And then you see the order. That order, the next thing that happens is that he overcomes his own fear. He asks questions. But, you know, if this is real, we know my parents, you know, they took them out of eating did this and then then. then and, and why did you permit the bad guys of mucho malo hombres to do what they did? And there's all this drama going on. And the next thing that happens is that the angel of the Lord totally ignores his question goes to the next point. I love that when God says, I'm not even going to cater to your nonsense. I'm just going to push you towards your destiny because this is going I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to waste your time or my time. I'm just going to push you from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. I'm not here for your drama. I'm here for your destiny. I'm not. So after he places things in order, the next thing he does is overcome. And then the next thing he does is you read it. He, he tears, he builds an altar and tears down his father's altar, which was for Baal. So he occupies the area the enemy had occupied. If you're taking any notes, I told you, good luck with that. Order, order goes first, and then you overcome, 
And then after you overcome, you occupy the very area hell fought to keep you out of. So I'm going to declare prophetically to get ready. In 2020, even in the beginning of this year, God has put things in your life in order. He has demonstrated to you what's essential. He has showed you what's important in your life. He actually showed you what you can live with and what you can't live without. And, and he even purged you, not just from ideas, actions, resources, but he actually separated you from certain people that were toxic in your environment. Am I preaching to anyone? So I'm here to tell you, put a smile on your face because you're about to occupy the very area hell has fought to keep you out of. Let me repeat it. You are about to occupy the very area hell has fought to keep you out of. If you believe that, give God the best shout you've given him this entire conference. You're about to occupy it. And after he occupies it, in Judges chapter 7, he breaks the pitcher, releases the fire. They experience this overflow of God's intervention, and it defeats the enemy. So if you have any, if you're taking any notes, again, good luck. You have the order, the overcome, the occupy. After occupation comes the overflow. And by the way, I want to warn you, your overflow is coming. And when the overflow hits your life, You're you're never going to experience your overflow until you no longer care if the people that once came against you are blessed with the overflow that's coming out of you. Did you get that? So, you see, before you were like, shut the right. Now you're going like, okay, all right. Yes, I'm telling you that the overflow will never hit you until not only do you mind, but when you start praying, God, this is against my fleshly intuition, but I'm going to ask you to bless my enemies with my overflow. God, I'm going to ask you to bless them. Are you ready for your overflow? Let's land this. Let's land this. And the angel of the Lord, hidden warriors live by belief, not by sight. The angel of the Lord disappeared. And Gideon realized it was the angel of the Lord. He said, I'm doomed. And then the Lord replied, yeah, you got to do your biblical exeget. The angel of the Lord disappears, but then the Lord replied. Okay. In verse 21, the angel disappears. In verse 22, Gideon freaks out. In verse 23, Gideon talks to God. One more time. Physically, there's an angel. He disappears. Gideon freaks out because... His, conversa- his conduit for heaven, what affirmed him, what revealed him, disappears. So he freaks out. He realizes this was from heaven. And all of a sudden, Gideon starts talking to God without seeing an angel. What does this mean? The angel of the Lord disappears and Gideon continues a conversation with God. Do not permit what disappears to stop your conversation. Whatever is no longer around you should not determine... The vitality and the power of your conversation with heaven. Because we have to live by belief, not by what we see. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by and not by. What does this mean, Pastor Sam? What are you saying now? I'm a little bit confused. I'll make it clear for you. You, We can't be driven by what we see. We got to be driven by what we believe. Gideon saw something. It was no longer there, but he continued believing. I see Certain loved ones in my family that are right now fighting drug addiction. But I believe that before this year is over, 
they will be free in the name of Jesus. No, no, I, I don't know if you're getting this. I see certain parts of my family that are right now not serving God, but I believe that my entire household will be saved. Are you with me? I see a nation that is divided by discord and politics and unrest and so much angst and ambiguity by a pandemic, but I believe that there is a revival and awakening coming to this nation. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again. I believe there's an awakening and a revival coming that will make the Jesus movement look like a rehearsal. It will make Azusa look like an opening act. We're about to see the power of God show up and the glory of God show up. I'm going to prophesy, man. I'm going to prophesy. The next time, the next time we see people in the streets, in the streets, it will not be for a protest. It will not be for a riot. They will be dancing by the power of God. Dancing upon injustice. Ushering in an awakening. Transforming our nation. How many believe it with me? I dare you to shout, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. All right, we're done. We're done. Any questions? final part here final part the hidden warriors final point hidden warriors build shalom and bring down the lies what so he comes out he comes out has this conversation angel disappears the lord speaks to him tells him it's all right don't fear you will not die verse 23 the most pregnant verse in the old testament three promises i love that i love that it's like wow amazing really yes really everything's all right Romans 8, 28, God makes everything work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Do not fear. 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and somebody. We get that part. Yeah. You will not die. I love this part. Hey, Gideon, stop freaking out. You're going to live to see all of my promises fulfilled in your life. I'm here to tell every single person in this auditorium, you will live to see God's promises fulfilled in your life. If you believe that, raise one hand. Psalm 118, 17, you will live to see God's promises fulfilled in your life. And then here comes the part. Then he comes over and he builds an altar. And he says, I'm going to build this. I'm going to build it. He comes out, comes out of the pit. The guy who was hiding says, I'm coming out. I don't care who's there. I'm do this. So he comes out and he builds an altar so people could see it. His private encounter led to a public elevation. Love that. He builds it and he calls it shalom. Shalom. Somebody say shalom. shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That's what he called it. Peace, the peace of God. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing missing, nothing broken. The builder, he built shalom. He built something. I'm telling you, we're about to come out. We're about to come out of the pit. This past year, this, this cuckoo for Cocoa Puff year, many people have been hiding in the pit, in the threshing floor, in the wine press. We're about to come out. And if you think we're coming out so we can go more, if you think we're coming out so we can walk around without masks and really hit Disneyland and finally opens up, if you think we're coming out so we can go back to doing what we're doing for, no, I'm going to prophesy. We, the Gideons, are about to come out and we're going to build what has never been built before. I'm telling you, we're going to advance the kingdom of heaven here on earth. We are about to build 
not more platforms for men not more churches for people we're gonna build what we're gonna build what we're gonna build nets that will capture the greatest harvest of souls in human history are there any builders in the house God is telling you to build build your dream build what I've placed in you we we have cultural architects and reformers in the house we have people in this auditorium you're filled with aspirations you're filled with dreams you're filled with so much you're gonna build upon that you're gonna build you're gonna build you're gonna build you're gonna build and then you, this would have been great he built this he could have said I'm going home but he didn't he built this and then, then the Lord says that's nice you see the altar your dad created Joash your dad built an altar to Baal to the false god I just don't want you to build I want you to tear that lie down as self-critique here we are great in building platforms churches ministries we pivoted during COVID everyone were virtual online Everybody became like a tech guru. We all became producers. Everyone became Mark Barnett. Overnight, everyone. Everyone became Christopher Nolan. We all became massive, like boom, we hit this. We do great in building. We do terrible in tearing down. We have a hard time confronting the lies and calling it by name with love, but tearing it down. Because we don't want to be unfollowed. We don't want people to unlike us. We don't, we don't want to be censored on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube because we want people to like us. We want, we, with the followers, we, want, we don't want people to come against us. Oh, God forbid that we speak truth with love, that we tell people that there's, there's only one way. His name is Jesus. God, God forbid that I tell everyone that we are all created in the image of God. God forbid that we tell everyone that, are you with me? God forbid, God forbid that we actually open up our mouths and say, hey, by the way, there is no such thing as a white church or a black church or a yellow church or a brown church. There's only one church, the church of Jesus. There's only one church, the church of Jesus Christ. But the moment we have the audacity to bring down the altars that the previous generation, oh, the moment we have the audacity and the faith to bring down, and oh boy, Gideon entered a season of instead of. Colossians 1, making peace by the blood of the cross. That's a shalom he built. And then he tore the lie of Joash down. All right, here we go. All the Gideons in this auditorium today, if you're ready to come out of your threshing floor, the wine press, if you're ready to walk with what you have, with the identity that's already in Christ, Galatians 2.20, if you are ready if you are ready to walk with the assurance that it's all right, don't be afraid. You will live to see God's promises fulfilled in your life. If you're ready and poised to build something, to build shalom, and if you're likewise committed to bringing down the lies of the enemy, the Bible says that Gideon launched a season of instead of. Instead of the Midianite marauders starving them, they experienced prosperity and fullness because he was willing to come out of the wine press. So now, I want you to get ready. I want to declare right now something prophetically. We're not streaming, right? We are. Thank you. Great. Oh, thank you. There goes the sensor lid on my social media accounts. But I don't give a holy hoot anymore. 
so where's the camera? Yeah? Straight back? All right, straight back camera. Let me just prophesy, just like Gideon, the hidden warriors are standing up today. Right here, Oxnard, California. They're standing up today. So I'm here to pro prophetically declare, not hype, not wishful thinking. I am declaring, I'm prophesying that instead of riots, revival. I'm going to say it one more time. Instead of riots, revival. 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 Instead of lockdowns, instead of lockdowns, open heaven. Instead of strife, unity. Instead of hatred, love. Instead of relativism, truth. Instead of destroying property, building altars. Instead of confrontation, conversations. Instead of political affiliation, prophetic designation. Instead of storming the capital, storming the gates of hell in the name of Jesus. under fear one nation under God somebody shout like you believe it somebody praise like you believe it lift up your hands if you believe it worship like you believe it rejoice like you believe it stand with me you are standing stand with me so tear it down. Can you help me out? You always help me out. That's right. Come up here real quick. We'll just do, let's just put this stuff here. This is Joash. This is the altar to Baal. This is the altar to Baal that we have to bring down. It's not good just to build mega churches and to have streaming ministries on Netflix and Amazon Prime. And I have all that. And I'm, I'm blessed by that. Praise be God. But if all I do is build and I don't tear down, I am depriving the next generation. I am literally passing issues. I'm passing issues to my children that I should be confronting. I'm passing the buck, man. Like if I confront them in my generation, I just won't do something. I need, I'm, I need, I need a female here under the age of 30 to come up here quickly. Under 30. All right, here's what I want you to do. You stand right here. You stand right here. Stand on him. Oh, Lord, 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 right now, Heavenly Father, see this. For, for I prophesy and declare that the next generation will stand upon the ruins of what we bring down in our generation. Heavenly Father, I declare that everything that is in front of us obstructing us will be underneath the feet of the next generation because we're bringing it down every lie of the enemy is coming down every vestige of decadence and relativism of racism and bigotry and discord and hate is coming down every vestige of intolerance is coming down if you believe it shout like you know We're going to stand upon injustice. We're going to stand upon addiction. We're going to stand upon every single 
every single manifestation of bigotry and discord. Everything that dilutes the image of God in every single human being in and out of the womb, we're going to bring it down. Everything that is anti-life, we're going to bring it down. We're going to bring it down. That's what he did. He literally did this. He built something and he tore the other one down. That's crazy. Nuts. There was a big stick, a pole, like a flagpole. This is literally what happened. He had a flat, there's a big pole. It's called the Asherah pole. And every village where the bad guys occupied, Jezebel was famous for this, they would construct a big wooden pole with Asherah's face carved into the wood. And you have to Google Asherah, what that means. It was multi-generational. It existed for hundreds of years. And again, Jezebel took it to the next level. She went bougie with the Asherah pole. And the, the Lord speaks to Gideon and says, that's cute. You tore down what your dad built. And you built your own thing called the Shalom, which came from me. And I blessed all that. But, oh, that does nothing. Because that was your dad, an Israelite, who built it. You really want to show me that you believe what I gave you? Why don't you tear down the pole that the Midianites constructed? Because that's your dad's. All you're doing is confronting generational issues. Now, why don't you confront not just your generational stuff? Why don't you address some things in the culture? So Gideon gets excited. Read it. He goes, yeah, I'm going to tear this down. So imagine Gideon, you know, somebody get the trash bin. I'm going to throw away this wood piece. And God says, no, 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 stop. When you tear it down, don't throw it away. What do you mean don't throw it away? Why don't you use the wood of the pole you're going to cut down and fuel your altar? You have no idea what this means. You'll understand in a second. We are about to cut down the Asherah poles. We are about to use what the devil constructed to hold us down to fuel our destiny, to fuel our tomorrow, and to fuel our future. I don't know if you're getting this. Whatever. For, for example, if Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, they weren't created by the devil. They're social media platforms and we see both light and darkness. But whatever facilitative medium or apparatus is currently utilized to exacerbate darkness and division, we're about to flip the script. We are about to use social media. I love it. They're trying to put a lid. We're about to blow that lid off and we are about to use social media to see more people filled with the Spirit of God than ever before. Heavenly Father, you brought me from Sacramento. Lord, I drove approximately six hours, had three to four Starbucks. I lost count, our Heavenly Father. To be here in this place by divine appointment, you told me to tell this amazing church, this amazing ministry, those that are physically here and those online, that they are hidden warriors. That they are kingdom reformers and architects that are about to stand up. Many of us have been to the proverbial threshing floor, the wine press. We, in the past year, collectively, we would argue that collectively we have been in that pit. But this is the year and the season to come out. Because, Lord, we don't need a vaccine to come out of the pit. We have faith in Christ to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony.
Revelation 12, 11. And Lord, we don't take for granted that there has been a loss of life and this is serious. We get that. But in the midst of all of that, your kingdom reigns. So we're coming out knowing who we are already in Christ. What we already have, we have what we need in Christ. To defeat the Midianite marauders, starving your children. Starving humanity of love, truth, grace, hope, and peace. And we're willing to build, but we're also willing to bring down. And we're willing to cut down even the cultural elements that serve as an obstruction, a hindrance to the advancement of your kingdom. And Lord, we do it declaring that we are ushering in today a season of instead of. We declare it by the powerful name of Jesus. Every single individual on the planet right now as I speak will fall into one of three respective categories. Every single individual, including you. You're either failing, surviving, or thriving. Did you hear that? You're either failing, surviving, or thriving. To use a biblical narrative as a metaphor, every single human being is either in Egypt, the desert, or the promised land. Do you realize very few people ever truly enter into the promised land? That's John 10.10. 10. Not just eternal salvation through Christ, but an abundant life here on earth, John 10.10. 10. There are people that are saved and are just surviving. Vertically, you know, you're, you're, you're thriving because you're in Christ, but horizontally, your life does not look like your vertical commitment. And what we have to do is line up our horizontal life with our vertical eternity. So we need people around you. Surround you. You are who surrounds you. The people around you are either going to put a lid on you or remove the lid from your life. Surround yourself with people who remove the lid. I feel an anointing right now about yeah. that. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, God gave me this book and it's coming out in the midst of a global pandemic in the midst of riots, in the midst of great discord and angst and consternation in the world, God gave me this book, From Survive to Thrive. I want you to read it. You read this book, it will change your life forevermore. It is a biblically substantiated antidote, a prescription to get you out of your Egypt, to get you out of your desert and catapult you and your family into the promised land. Not just vertically, but horizontally. Not just when you get to heaven, but here on earth. This is different. This is about living a, a lifestyle of thriving, not just getting more stuff. Yeah, no, no, because we, we know better. Matter of fact, we know better. We know God wants to bless us and prosper us in every aspect, but it begins vertically. And prosperity is not necessarily about Maseratis. Prosperity is about, more important, the areas that money cannot buy. What, what good is, is it to have a Maserati and a Learjet when, when, when your soul is condemned to hell because you've never accepted Jesus? Go right now to SamuelRodriguezBooks.com. Go to Amazon.com. Go to BooksAmillion.com. Purchase, pre-order this book right now. I assure you it will change your life. Let's do one thing together. No longer surviving, but thriving. Let's go change the world.